Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 386 of She Podcast, the podcast. I am your host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the very colorful Elsie Escobar. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm happy New Year to you. And let's just go ahead right off the bat and just tell people, if you want to join us for these live recordings, um, please head over to these. Actually, you know where I would like it? If if I had a preference, I would send you over to YouTube. Head over to YouTube.com and uh, follow us in the sh- or subscribe to the She Podcast yeah. YouTube channel there. Now, we are also going live on Facebook and on LinkedIn. So if you don't want to do any of those things, that's fine. We're just going to pop up in your feed. But it's 1 p.m. Eastern every Monday. At least that's what we are planning on doing. Most Mondays, 98% of Mondays. Yes, 98% of Mondays, 1 p.m. Eastern. The other 2% is wild card. Wild card. All right. So, uh, but again, she podcast in YouTube, it would be great. And so you can watch, you could see the colors that I'm wearing today. This is one of yep. my favorite shirts that I have. I like these colors. They're very pretty. That's like a maroon, a yellow, and like this mm-hmm. like teal, orangey, reddish. Melon. Type. It's like a melon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, teal, sweet. It's like and and, and gray. I, I really like the whole look of this shirt. Yeah, anyway. it's cute. And I really love your shirt as well. I love that color and I love the neckline. It's a very pretty neckline. And she's got what do you call these little poofy? These it's like, like it's like a poofy sweater, a poofy sleeve sweater. But it's not poofy. It's only poofy to the elbow. Wait, how do I show you? And then look, then it gets. Oh, that's even better. It is so cute, y'all. And the color is phenomenal. Forest green. It is a good color. It's a beautiful color. Love, love, love it. So Did I tell you guys when I was in high school, I would only wear green. There was, I went through a period where only wore green. Green. Really? Yeah. I I did not know that at all. Yeah. I'm weird. I'm a weird chick. Yeah, I did that. I would only wear at colors. least two years. Like, I would only wear green. I would only buy green. I had green folders, green, you know, all green school supplies. It was weird. Oh it was gosh. a weird time. It was just the color that made me happy. So I went full hog. I went full ham on green. I love green, by the way. It's one of my favorite colors. But I would not have said that I would have done that in high school because our high school colors, like our color was that green. Mm. that you're wearing and it was oh, green yeah, that would be and annoying. white. And so every uniform that I wore had that green. We yeah. had the version that was green and the version yeah. that was white. You know how you changed. That would the, be awful. Yeah, like, yeah. So no, no. What, what was your mascot? A bear cat. What is a, what? What's it's a, a bear, bear cat? cat. It's a, I don't know. It's a bear cat. In the pictures that they had, it looked like a cougar. But mm. I don't think that a bear cat, we were the bear cats. My mascot was Patriots. 
and our oh. colors were like maroon and cream, and then later they oh, just God. became flat red, white, and blue. We were the Thomas Johnson Patriots. I have to say, Bearcats are. I never even heard of a bear. Very. Now I'm going to look it up. Very scary. That's what I'm doing right now, too. The they Bearcats. are not attractive. No, they are not. They are very. They are terrifying. They're no really wonder. weird. Go ahead and look up Bearcat, you guys. It is not cool looking or they even are remotely not cool looking cute. at all. They're not cute. They... Bears, cute. Cats, cute. Bearcat, run for your <laughs> lives. Just run. Don't it even turn around. It's not terrifying. an attractive thing. Um, I don't know what to because you know, if, you know, here's oh, Jessica is funny. Hey, Gregory is just getting the memo that you're funny, dude. <laughs> oh, really? Welcome. Because welcome to the memo of okay, watch this. I am funny. Thank I'm gonna have to noticing. show y'all because uh, for those of you who are here on video, look at the bear cat. Yeah, for those of this you is, watching, yeah, it's terrifying. It is a weird looking. What the heck even is this? Melissa wrote the best mascot is the South Carolina gamecocks. What the heck is that? I don't know what a gamecock is, but I told her once that. There used to be guys, usually frat guys, that would wear a baseball hat that said cocks across it. And I made it a rule never to date a guy with that hat. With a Gamecock hat? Just said cocks across it. But I mean, oh. it, was, it was USC Gamecocks. Oh, you know, like okay. in college letters, though, but it said cocks. And I was like, that guy will never be my boyfriend. Never, oh, my gosh. Never, so never, we've got never. they win, though. Melissa says Gamecocks. Jenny says banana slugs. Is Ooh. that really a thing? That sounds also not something to run from, a banana um, slug. Banana, is that really true, Jenny? Yeah. Banana slug. <gasps> Why would you want it? Ah! Oh. Are you showing us? Oh. I didn't look it up. You're going to ah. have to show me. Show me. Ah. <laughs> ah. Hold on. Sounds like you're trying to constipate it. It is. Let's just say. Ah. Why, Jenny? Why would anyone be the U UC Santa Cruz banana slug? That is the dumbest. Look at the banana. What? Oh. Uh, those are gross. Those are gross. Ew. Look, they are right there. Look at the banana. Look, look there's the mascot. There's I mean, the he mascot. Looks, he looks formidable. He looks formidable. He looks like it's a but Look at them. <gasps> she says she saw one. Hiking in California. Ooh, no. Oh. I mean, if you saw one hiking and you ran away, that person would be like, you know, it would make a good mascot, <laughs> a banana slug, because that yeah. shit is terrifying. And they would what? not be wrong because it is. Terrifying. Yeah. I mean. Oh. I... Yeah. Yeah. Those are. <laughs> they're not fooling anyone. It's clearly not a banana. You fools. <laughs> Don't get cocky with that camouflage. <laughs> it's not a disguise. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> it's not a good disguise. We know what you are. Yes. <laughs> we see yeah. you and we run. We run away. <laughs> we don't want to do so. We have just seen. Yes. Who knew? Who knew? Jenny. All of a sudden. But that's our why Melissa cat. said that, though. That's why she said that, because I once told her that I had rules about who I would and wouldn't date in college. And number one rule is never date a boy with that hat. He was okay. instantly off the boyfriend list. 
Wow. I, you know, I, until now, like I, I married somebody that wears hats, like as in like little caps, little caps, but he doesn't not have one of those caps, but I never had a prior boyfriend to this one that wore caps consistently like that. Like a lot of guys in, in Frederick where I grew up, they would only, in fact, some of them had premature balding because they wore baseball hats so often. You know, it was also common in college. Like there were guys that would only wear a hat or wear hats constantly. And I just felt like if you're going to wear a hat that says Cox, you are one step closer to being a date raper than a normal dude who really? would wear that hat. I thought so. I thought that's not a good sign for your personality. It shows arrogance and a touch of low class. Like I just wanted nothing to do with a boy who had that hat and just nothing. Well, I guess you're not wrong. That's a guy that says, I come from a fraternity that will corner you (laughs) and give you too much beer with something in it. Oh Um, my God. All right. Well, happy new year, everybody. Happy. I have one. I have one other. I have other rules like that. Like if I'm driving in the highway and I see a car that's like all banged up, I will not drive near them because they clearly have bad luck and I don't want to be involved in anything like that. Like, I don't want to be involved. Like, your luck is your drama. You have drama. I don't have drama. I will not drive near you. I will either let them go ahead of me. I will slow down. I'm not driving near a banged up car. No, no, that is bad juju right there. That person has very bad juju. I like the I like it a good juju. Okay, well, I mean, or maybe they just don't have the money to get it, you know. Bonnie makes an excellent point. If a girl has a hat on like that, different message. (laughs) (laughs) Very different, especially if you're 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. okay. On to the news for the love of all that is holy. Oh, my God. We have so much to talk about. We have gossip and we have like reporting. And if you guys want to vote, those of you who are here live, gossip type or in, reporting, I don't type in gossip or reporting first. You can gossip just or know. reporting first. Oh my god! I mean, god. do you have a preference? What if it's what if it's both? I'm down for both. Which do you think? Which one's both? Put your face um, next to the skies. One well, it's not gossip. Okay, that's yeah, that's gossip. definitely gossip. Okay, and Bonnie votes. Go- uh, it's more. All right, yeah. Okay. I it's mean, gossip. it's both. All right, we have a vote for gossip. Oh, we have a yeah. vote. We have a vote for gossip. We have two. We have three. Okay, we have two votes for gossip. All oh, right. Gosh. I feel like that we should go ahead. Okay, gossip All right, is. you go. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. So on Friday, I believe there was an article by our friend Sky Pillsbury, and the and she does an, um a weekly newsletter. It's not weekly. She mentions it in this. She has a podcasting industry newsletter that you can subscribe to. Let's not talk about the frequency because she's figuring that stuff out because she does a lot of in-depth recording. She used to do inside podcasting. She's a very good journalist. And this week was all about podcast magazine and podcast magazine was weird to me from the beginning because I just knew who was the editor of this magazine. His name is Steve Olger. And In the past, people had pointed me in his direction because he was doing events. But the events that he was doing were like, it was like classic 
I will teach you to be rich from your podcast, six figures. And like he would highlight all these creators that were supposedly making a million downloads a month. Although at the time I had a podcast ad agency and I knew for a fact that those were bullshit stats. (laughs) And so someone actually introduced me to him and I was like, you know, you should just know that you're, I said nicely, one of these or a couple of these guests, they don't have the the downloads that you're saying that they do. I just wanted you to know. And he was like, oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know. And then never did a thing about it. Just continued to be false about his speakers and how much success they were having. So clearly he didn't give a flying rat's patoot. But anyway, so I already, so this was way before he started Podcast Magazine. Then he started Podcast Magazine and I was like, mm, I mean, if he's a journalist, great. But I didn't see him as a, as like a real budding journalist. And it turns out I was right because if you're going to do a magazine of any kind, online, print, what is the way you make money with a magazine? There's two ways. There's only, by the way, two ways to make money with a magazine. Elsie, what are they? Ads. And? Ads. No, subscriptions. 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 Ads Ads are subscriptions, right? Podcast Magazine had around 31,000 subscriptions, most of which were free, according to Sky. And Podcast Magazine was not, in fact, about ads. He was sitting in, in the audience at an event thinking, why isn't there a Rolling Stone for podcasts? And then envisioned a glossy that could hold his own. And so he put it up real quick because speed wins. But <laughs> and Sky says... First, I didn't think the public was ready for a magazine dedicated to podcasts. And second, Olsher's business model was totally bananas. (laughs) (laughs) You see, Olsher wasn't in the magazine business and he wasn't even in the podcasting business. Aside from hosting a couple shows, he was in the events business, training, seminars, inspirational, self-helpy type stuff for business people. A lot of our customers, he said, were coaches, authors and speakers who wanted to find ways to increase their revenue. So he began selling courses on how to launch and monetize a podcast. So as he sat in the audience of a Brandon Bouchard event, he realized having a magazine would be a credibility booster. That is true. Mm. And it was true for him, I think, at first, especially because he got some pretty famous people on the cover of that magazine. He did. He, he, did. he did. Paris yes. Hilton, Katie Couric. Yep. However, Podcast Magazine was set up as a customer acquisition channel for his other businesses. Now, do we need to point out why this is a stupid idea or not. You're welcome to point it out. I'm going to point it out. But because the because who is the audience for podcast magazine? I'm going to guess besides listeners, it's going to be people in the industry. And he instead of like making it a business model unto himself, he tried to get those readers into some bullshit puffed up slimy seminar about monetizing whatever it was that you're doing when I'm going to go ahead and say that 60 to 70 percent of that audience were not business people or or if they were you couldn't predict that because listeners you have no idea how many of them are entrepreneurs but magazine subscribers are not usually you know unless it's a business magazine you can't guarantee that you can't niche that down there's no way to know that unless you're Unless you specifically advertise to those people, but that's beside the point. And then also, I mean, why wouldn't you just sell ads? Just why? 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 I think it's too hard to sell ads. And like you were mentioning. It's not hard. No, no, no. I mean, 
that would be the thing that he would be focusing on. And he didn't want to do that because you only have, you know, you don't, you don't make as much money selling ads as what he could make doing what he wanted to do, which was the whole event stuff. Yeah. So, but if you want to do that, why would you start a podcast? I mean, none of it makes it start a magazine, but why would it be a podcast podcast magazine? Just all of it is stupid. It is a stupid business model. It's a stupid target audience for him. All of it is stupid. He saw an amazing opportunity and took it and then flushed it down the toilet and then barfed on it. That's what I see. But anyway, so then he didn't even focus on content. No. So this is mistake number two. Yes. He focused on marketing to his subscribers and and so sky says it was like being spammed and she gives us a screenshot and it's like so much email like how many a day it was a lot i mean it's it was like at least i never one subscribed see look at that so that's <laughs> no one read his magazine hence no ad says bonnie well you know well, i mean that's not true though I mean, I'm not going to say we read his magazine, but I will say that, like, if he had 31,000 subscribers, that is worth money. That is certainly worth money. I mean, yeah. But she even says, like, when you subscribe, like, what you got with the subscription when you enrolled is this nine training lessons, live group lessons, lifetime access to the Facebook community, a directory of podcasters, launch your podcast training professionally designed media one sheet lifetime on a perfect podcast guest listing a thousand i mean it's like eight courses and four and access to four lists nobody's ever heard of which is like again why you need incentive all right i mean i don't want to i mean yes so there's that so there's that then he right then he he spammed the subscribers and then the magazine was totally different than the promotional emails. Like it was like beautifully done. It was Rolling Stone for podcasters, but then the emails were like so direct marketing y. And then, you know, he said, like, there's no reason that though, you know, that those famous people should be sitting down with me for a chat. And yes, they did. They started delivering thousands of subscriptions and email addresses, but very few people were paying for them because the business was hinging on the events. And then the pandemic happened and it made it difficult to bankroll the magazine. Should it have been difficult? No. Did it? someone have anything else to do other than read a glossy magazine? No, no. But instead of doing that, here comes dumbass idea three and four. Oh, no. Okay, ready? Okay. He launched his own cryptocurrency and NFTs. This is how he wanted to monetize the magazine. What are the ways we monetize a magazine? Subscriptions and ads. That's it. He didn't want to do that. (laughs) Therefore, okay, whatever. I guess the whole time, this is the thing. I think the whole time he thought he was being both innovative you know, and as a result, he thought, well, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be innovative. I'm going to be a disruptor. And really, you're just an arrogant man who thinks that you can change the rules of a, an industry that has been going on since the beginning of time. Print <coughs> content. Print content has been going on since the 18, 1700s, I think. Maybe before. Yeah. I don't know. 
I think we have a little comment from Gregory who says that his advice is, is what's to say his advice is worth anything. Be aware of your audience to needs. Don't do the smoke and mirrors, which is true, you know, and I think that here's the thing with, um, with some of the stuff that I, I think that he was coming at it from a different perspective because there's a lot of teachers out there that are online marketing teachers, gurus that have big followers, right? Yeah. Where they take a system of how to make money online and then duplicate that system in the same way that we sometimes tell our uh, students or anybody who wants to start a podcast, which is like, no, you're like, who are you trying to target? Like, what's your niche? Right. And then whenever these teachers get online, they are looking at a niche first and then they build a business around it that's based on Internet marketing practices. And I guess when he had this idea, he was attending a Brendan Bouchard Bouchard live event. And I'm assuming that it wasn't a cheap event. So he knew that you could make tons of money attending these lives events to do these on stage sells and upsells and selling and selling and selling. And then you make money doing this thing. And it's a system that he wanted to emulate. And he was, I'm, I'm assuming he was looking for a a niche that he could fit into to do these best practices. And therefore he chose podcasting and built the idea around the podcasting industry to move, uh, to do these like practices, but not necessarily talking like he didn't really know much about podcasting at all. Just chose a niche that he thought had a, a hole that needed filling and filled the hole but not with the right thing yeah. at all. That was not the right filler for that particular hole. And oh wait, one, oh, let me add one layer to this too. We, we don't know what this, what would have happened with his initial way of making money, which was to sell these live events because these were live, attend live events. Yes, right? like in California. High ticket, yes. yeah, t- high ticket live events where you go in there and they're like, and this, I'm not saying high ticket as in like, $800. I'm talking high ticket, like ten dollars to $20,000 to attend these sessions, right? So it's like way up the thing. And then the pandemic. So he had to right. totally pivot. And then he moved into virtual events, um, which are not as lucrative as those prior online events were. And therefore, that's when the whole crypto thing and NFT thing and whatever the heck started to come into the scene because he had to yet pivot one more time and figure out how to make money. So I think he was coming at it from the perspective of how do you make quick cash? Yeah, but right? who wants quick? All right, whatever. Yes, I'm sure there are right. people who want quick cash. I mean, that's why they're I mean, there's people who do want that, Jess. That's why they're starting when they don't they just want the quick money. They don't want the industry. Let's say you buy a fast food restaurant, but. Rather than sell fast food, even though you have a kitchen for fast food and a drive up window, you want to sell jewelry. And then when that doesn't work, you decide you'll sell jewelry and pocketbooks. And then when that doesn't work, you decide to sell jewelry, pocketbooks and hamburgers. This is this guy. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, it could be that way or it could be I see podcasting more in line with like, let's pretend because I live 
and near Asheville, North Carolina. And Asheville is a very progressive town. They are all about local, like local values. Like there's barely any Starbucks. Everything is handmade. Everything's organic. Everything's gluten-free. Like you you have chicken, like there's lots of chickens and goats everywhere. Like everybody's into that vibe. So imagine you're in Asheville and, and somebody like, comes in. They should have, right? Yeah, they should have fast something food. that's very exactly fast yes. food because you make money real quick. I can make fast. Yeah, I can like we have low it's overhead. Cheap to make. We can start selling it. Yeah, and then everybody yeah. here's like, uh, no one wants right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not no here. one wants this here. Yeah. We didn't ask for this. Right? Where's your vegan options? Like, yes. what are you doing? Exactly. What's happening right now? Yeah, it was like so, that. Yes, it's exactly like that. You're so right. And then for the final finale, he decided he would put the Daily Wire founders on the last cover, thereby cementing his reputation as a nuts as far as I'm concerned. Well, I think that he really wanted to sell it. It's like that's when he's he really yeah, didn't bring, sure bring attention to sell the name because I think he wanted that's... to sell it so much so that he put ads in his own magazine. Yeah, I know. To sell it. I just I don't, feel I like I wonder if he did sell it. I don't know. But it, I mean, it's like it's kind of harsh. I mean, I understand like the like I am not a fan of anything that went down with this. I never wanted to participate too much on the because it, it gave me the heebie jeebies from the get go. From the beginning, I was the like, beginning. why and are so you writing like, for this why person? Is this happening? Yes. And, and so percent. But at the same time, the lesson that I will impart to all of you who are watching us or listening or whatever is that. You have to know what room you're in if you want to try this type of a, like if you want to try something, not schemey, but best practices that you've learned somewhere else. Like I said, you do not come into Asheville and you create a fast food restaurant that has no mindfulness in terms of whether it's employing local things, whether it's organic, if there's vegan options, if there's gluten free, like you have to know where you're going. Yeah. To make it work. That same fast food restaurant could work well in maybe another part of the country. And you wouldn't have to be fighting against so many different things. It just won't work in Asheville. So I think step one would be yeah. you have to I understand. Feel bad. You're right. Maybe you just what didn't you're understand the I clearly didn't understand the audience. Right. Uh, but it was an amazing opportunity and I just feel like how dumb to flush that down the toilet. Yeah. So then at the end of the article, which is my favorite part, says Olsher's not at liberty to say what's next for him, though he's currently helping out with his wife's new funeral home business. Yeah. That's not weird at all. I know, but at the same time, just like there's a part of me, I honestly have been one, and I'm only support. Uh, listen, I feel like you feel, but I have to present another side because we have to have a balanced discussion. Again, do not approve of anything, and I feel as you do. What is but there yes. to argue about? It's that it's, it's not weird. No, well, no, it, it's just that we it's weird. It is weird, but at the same time, like there's a part of me that I'm like, you know what? If I could start working at a funeral home, <laughs> and like, and like, what happened to Elsie? She's working at a funeral <laughs> home. Like, actually, that like, surprised me less. So cool, than this guy. Okay, I'm not saying I mean, it's. Listen, I'm not saying that funeral directors are weird or having a funeral. Yeah, I mean, I. I, What I'm saying is, 
this career trajectory is weird. That is the most random shit. Yes. Like okay. it would make sense if it was like even a retail store or a restaurant. Like that would make more sense. But if you think about it, some of those coffins are very hard to sell. No, I understand. Expensive now, as shit. I've also had a very weird trajectory in my life as well in terms of like how I've Fair made enough. money and what I've labeled myself and all of that stuff, right? So I would have never in a million years thought okay. that my job job would be doing what I'm doing at this moment. But that said, said, like I made a lot of money, you know, being a yoga teacher and- I don't see you trying to upsell the bereaved- on a coffin. No, but you never know if it's going to be but like just But they don't make chill. money unless it's expensive. That's his true. job is to like. This is true. You know, your loved one deserves only the best. How about this package with the bells and the whistles? And there will be a little, you know, alarm clock every day for your dead person to wake up. Whatever. You never know. It could be. It could be one of those things where it could be a, a disruptive funeral home where they do take into account all of these wonderful things. Listen, I'm just thinking about it from the perspective. Are you giving someone that you don't that you already know is a little shady the benefit of the doubt? Is that I what's am. happening right now? I am. You think that this is going to be a holistic, organic <laughs> funeral home by this guy, this guy who tried to sell NFTs and and his own crypto coin to podcasters? Listen, who classically have no money? Ah. <laughs> uh, 70% do it as a hobby. But yes, you're right. I mean, listen, at least at least this will be an amazingly, it'll be a booming business because boomers are getting old. So he will never run out of money this again. This is true. This it's is true. going to be a wild ride. This is good. This is true. And ghosts, Patrick Keller and ghosts. Yes, this is true. It could be a funeral home. This is where, you know, listen, Patrick, this is where you come in, okay? You have, he has a, a it's, you know, a super, not supernatural, paranormal podcast. Now you, this is where you step in and start interviewing him about what's going on at the funeral home. There is the back room and embalming. I have a funny feeling he's not going to be involved in that, although maybe you have to wear a lot of hats. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But yes. I don't know. But wow. But I do know, I mean, there was a sense like, you know, in reading that thing. And I, I the reason that I want to be thoughtful and mindful too is that, there were some things that he said that it seemed as if he wasn't feeling too good emotionally. Oh, and so that's sad. Some people suffer from and mental health challenges and however <laughs> it's happening. I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying, did you not read the article? You went a little far. Oh, I read it. You're saying he's got mental health issues. No, I'm not. Did you not hear what? What did you are not? you saying? Because, okay, well, let me see if I can find it. Hold on. There was a reason why Sky did not put out the, 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 the newsletter when she was going to because she. Oh, because he was right. That's right. Because originally he had been posting about. A struggle and going through some things. And that's yes. true. And I'm certainly not trying to add yes. to that. And this oh, is shit. what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I want to be mindful of people's, of how people are feeling. 
And all right. Well, listen, I'm not. Listen, I'm regurgitating information from a third party. I'm saying as you do. I'm just saying that's the first part. The second part is, yeah, I could see why this experience would be depressing. But I still think and the reason why I'm going to harp on it for just a minute is because this is all every step of the way was a decision was made out of arrogance arrogant not humble right not logical certainly not good business sense just an arrogance that they could make something out of something else that they could that they had so many people that would be interested in their again their six-figure monetize make a you know business profit with your pat whatever the frig the arrogance that that was going to be more of a seller than a fucking ad. Just a simple quarter page ad in a magazine. Yeah. It is, it is arrogant. It's, it's, it's more than just dumb. Because he's clearly not dumb. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm assuming not if he's got all these ways to make money. Right. And then during the pandemic, another opportunity. 31,000 subscribers. I know. Why don't I put an ad or a banner in my... No, no, no. Crypto. NFT. I'll make a fortune. Arrogance. 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 The entire way. It's like, yeah, I it's, get it. All right. Yeah, I mean, I get I get that. It's a money grab. That's why it irritates me because I've been that arrogant before and I learned my lesson. I'll never do it again. When I first started my first podcast and I was like, I'm going to have the first live podcast. I'm going to tell people that I'm uh. recording it live and they're going to be able to ask questions of the guest. Why has no one thought of this before? I am a genius. Well, yeah. because the beauty of podcasting is not to do it when people tell you to do it, but that yeah. you can do it whenever you want. Right. And who am I to decide that a whole industry hasn't seen the light? Like it was stupid and arrogant. So, yeah, and yes. So you do have to kind of check the room. Like, where am I? Orient yourself as to which way you're headed, right? Mm -hmm. Because more than likely somebody else has been there before you. Right. And there have been, you have, you just have to get a vibe, get a vibe of the feel. And first of all, and what if you like go into a room and you don't like it? What if it's not your thing? Then you have an idea. You're able to like leave and go somewhere else if it doesn't float your boat. You know what I mean? Now, that said, though, let's go ahead and move forward because we've been on this for so long. But we have a couple of other articles just to share with you guys. These are the titles of them. One of them is by Ashley Carmen on uh, Bloomberg, Mm -hmm. uh, where it is called The Great Podcasting Market Correction. And the other Mm -hmm. one is by Nick Kwa on Vulture. And it's called This Could Be a Rough Year for the Podcast Industry. Both of them are kind of the same-ish, I guess. Ominous. Very ominous. And and actually, both of them are incredibly great reads. Actually, And I don't say this often from Nick Kwa. I think that he, just because, again, we all have biases and we all like things and we don't like things. And But he did a wonderful job. Not that he doesn't often write well, but sometimes it's a little too navel-gazy. This time it was not. It was very on point. And, and he had some really wonderful thoughts um, that, Actually, I agreed with. And I think maybe that's what it is. It's like if you agree somebody's perspective, you're like, oh, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like telling. 
this first article says there's a dour vibe permeating podcasting land because there was a huge buying spree and now they're pulling back doing uh, because of growing concerns about the economy and weakening advertising sales in audio. Which article are you doing? Which article? This one is the Bloomberg. Okay, the Bloomberg article. Yes, yes. Yeah. I just wanted to read a little bit from it just to give people an idea. There's so many good shows out there. It's getting harder and harder to break through. Lucrative exits were once common for podcasters are getting harder to come by. In 2018, this guy left his job at Hollywood Talent Powerhouse CAA to start Q Code, a podcast company aiming to use his Hollywood connections to capitalize on the booming industry. He raised $6.4 million and had a scripted series with Demi Moore, Matt McConaughey, Rami Malek, and then... Last year, he considered cashing out. He was seeking more than $100 million, but he has yet to sell. They've received multiple offers, but haven't been able to find the right partner. I don't know, $100 million, think, How could it be well, worth see, that? Well, see, I think that the whole idea, at least to summarize, mind you, it is a wonderful article if you're w- wanting to like dive into the industry of this whole thing. I yeah. think the key components here is that what, they're, what this article specifically is talking about is the industry and what has been happening in the past four years. So we're now headed into 2023. This would be like right around 2018, which is when money really started to be seen at coming into the space. This is when we started to see um, million dollar deals happening. This is when we started to watch all of the acquisitions happening in podcasting all the time that Jess and I would sit back and go like, what was, remember that one app that you used to be able to like, that was the first one I think that we discussed that you were, you could, it was like subscription only. And oh, um, um, Luminary. Luminary. That's right. Luminary was when everybody oh, was, was like, such a I remember bad they launch. put out a, yeah, they put a tweet out at like, I don't remember when that thing was. And we were all talking about a pod fest, like, and that yeah. happened over and over again, right? Where all these it's places still out there. came in and just started to throw the cash and say, like, if you come be exclusive with us, we'll give you X amount of money. And because as podcasters, we often don't make that type of money fast, Mm -hmm. then a lot of people are going like, Ooh, this is great. This Mm -hmm. is going to be the thing. And most of us who have been around, we're saying like, take the money, but beware. It's not going to last. Just say that's not going to work. Roll that shit. That's not going to work. Yeah. 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 And so now after four years of companies sort of duplicating that same thing, they are now realizing they, as the larger companies that were investing millions of dollars on talent acquisition, so for creators, it's not happening anymore because mm-hmm. what they started to do is there was a lot of podcasters out there. And what I'm saying, podcasters, I'm not talking about like you and I here. We have a humble show that has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about bigger names, celebrity names, um, yeah. podcasters that are in possibly the 0.05%, which is a basically a handful of podcasters that have hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode per month. And they wanted to acquire those so that they could advertise in those because that's how you make money, particularly in podcasting. And so they were guaranteed 
money up front. They were guaranteed you move with us, come to be with us, and we will give you X amount of millions of dollars. And what are you going to do as a podcaster? Uh, Yeah, especially if it's guaranteed money, right? Right. And so they've decided now, like the larger corporations have seen that the investment in the content by far outweighs the the ROI. Like they're not getting any return on investment, right? Mm -hmm. They spend all this money and they have to pay them and they're not making that money in the back end as a business. Right. Hmm. Hence, it's like there's a lot of stuff like CastBox is stopping their live cast, says John Buchanan says, because that that was another little bit of stuff that was going on in there. So all I'm saying is that now they're <sighs> going to be, I don't know, think about getting It'll just into- be scrutinized more, I guess. Well, no, I was just thinking about it like this, Jess. What if you were a podcaster that started in 2018 Mm -hmm. and your world revolved around the fact that you heard people were being hired to create podcasts and had salaries. People were essentially getting paid five plus figures to develop podcasts for larger companies. uh, Your podcast was acquired or in some way was making like money up front. What if you came into that business in 2018 mm-hmm. and you never had the experience that you and I have had, which is the grind? <laughs> I mean, then what do you mean? Then like- what? Yeah. Then what are you going to grind or are you going to go to find a job in another part of the industry? Meaning not if maybe not podcasting, but in the entertainment industry does has other things. There's video, there's movies, there's TikTok creators, there's, I don't know, all kinds of other things that you can do that are outside of podcasting so that you can make the kind of money that you thought you were going to be making when you got into podcasting. I mean, I guess it depends. The thing is, though, that like regardless of whether or not podcast companies need to dial back, like there is still no more effective medium for advertising than podcasts. This is true. 100%. Say that again, Jessica. There is no other medium where advertising is as effective as in a podcast. So yeah, it's only now a $1 billion industry. Radio is still a 36, 7, 8, I don't remember, billion dollar industry. It's still way behind, but it is vastly more effective, hugely more effective than print, TV, YouTube, banner advertising, radio. It blows them out of the water. So if these companies have to, you know, retool, let some of their talent go, you know, like it also goes to show you, and I think hopefully we can all figure this out now, that fame does not equal talent. You can't just show up with a famous face and look bored while you interview your your own friends and tell stories about the stupid shit you did. Nobody cares. If you don't have something to say, don't say yes to having a podcast. For the love of all that is holy, you can't be talented just because you're famous. Yep. And so maybe they'll stop spending millions and millions and millions of dollars on famous people. And then we have Brene Brown, who's oh, a, yeah. This is know, how. So yeah. This so this is just the tired other, of it. Girlfriend yeah. is just like we're done. Bye. <laughs> nope. Well, She's noped. Think, She's noping out. It was so funny because I thought so. Mind you. 
this is how we we were discussing the show right before we got on. And then so there was this thing and uh, this article that we have in here, it says Brene Brown stops podcast and ends Spotify deal. Right. So that was the headline. And so Jess said, oh, she's out. And I was like, no, she's not. I said, oh, no, she's just no longer going to be exclusive with Spotify. And then Jess said, no, no, look at what it says here. And then it when she read what the article said, it stated that the season of the podcast that she had been doing for Spotify was done and that her other pitches or whatever were not picked up by Spotify. Hence, she was like, all right, that's it then. Like there was no, now I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to continue season two with myself and doing it in another way. It literally was like, I'm not getting paid. Right. So that's so that's that's what I'm talking about. When people came into the business in 2018, starting to do the podcast because somebody was paying them up front Mm -hmm. and we never started shows with the money up front. So it looks like Parcast was her partner and then Spotify bought Parcast. So it transferred to Spotify January 2021 and all the shows are going to remain on Spotify, which which furthers your point. That mm. that content was actually purchased by Spotify, oh. and it's not her content. Oh my god! We which we've talked about before that just because you podcast, if you're being paid for a show, that is not your show. Which is why Joe Rogan's show is subject to having episodes pulled at Spotify's discretion because he's being paid to do that show by them, or so edited, technically it's their like, content. Yeah, that's they right. edited one of his shows. Yeah, and, yeah, that's right. Right, and not, mind you, it's like. But that's what she said. She said, these two podcasts will be our last Unlocking Us podcast on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I don't have a plan for a future podcast. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm taking a little break, at least for the first quarter of 2023. But this is the end of season, the end of a chapter. So I have a feeling she will be back maybe. podcasting in maybe. Q2, Q2 or maybe Q3. I find it interesting that they didn't reoption her, though. She didn't decide to take a break. They It says like someone familiar with the matter says that they just chose not to pick up her contract again, which means she's not making enough money. Or the audience size is not the size that they deem as appropriately sized for the money that they were wanting to invest. Right. That gives you an idea because we all know the reach that Brene Brown has. We also know well, the impact no, we know the impact that Brene has had. That's I mean, true, it's, yeah. And so what I'm saying, in t- and in terms of reach for a demographic, it's it's pretty big. I, I don't discount the fact that our audience is big. But, and, I, and for most of us, we're going to be like, oh, that's huge. But for Spotify, they're looking for even bigger numbers. And there's nothing out there that's going to give them that. It's just, that's not spot, that's not, and exclusive mm-hmm. with just Spotify. I mean- what? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's crazy. So, I mean, this year, I guess, is going to be very interesting, and we'll try to keep you up to speed on all up the drama. For sure, yeah. On all the drama, the podcast drama. And speaking of drama, <laughs> I'd like to let you guys know that if you're not going to PodFest at the end of January, you're missing out on a, some good mm. shit. I have had the best experiences of my life at conferences at PodFest because it's warm and there's delicious drinks and 
it's very relaxed. It's a more relaxed conference. There were there used to be roasts. There's always something fun to do. They always plan fun stuff. Um, it's a great conference if you don't want a to lot feel of s- overwhelmed with so much. Like you could really zero yeah. in on the things that you want to learn. On your goals. On your goals. And also figure out the people that are going to be attending the conference. And you... I. Guarantee that the connections, the meetups, the lunches, the dinners, exactly. all the, the early morning coffee, however, the walks, yeah. you can- Invaluable. You, invaluable stuff that you right? can plan ahead of time. So if you are near or around Florida right now, it would be amazing for you to get over there. Like it's a no brainer. Now, if you live- and You know what? If you're not, this is the cheapest time to go to Orlando is January. Yes. It is by far the least expensive time to fly into Orlando. So like bring your family and go to Disney if you can swing it because it's the most pleasant weather for Disney and it's the cheapest time to go. So, this but listen, good. but I mean, that's not to say the conference is, I mean, the conference is great. There's going to be so many good speakers there. There's so many great topics there. There's tons of great networking. It's going to be really fun. I would love to see you there. She Podcast will get you um, some money off your ticket. Um, so use the code She Podcast. Go to podfestexpo.com. We would love to see you there. Are you going to be there, Miss Elsie? You're not No, going, I'm right? not. This will be the, one of the first ones you miss, I think. You are, you would be correct. I can't believe it. I you know it was so year. fast. It's in January. I'm like, I, I just know. barely made. I just it just started. It was because it was in May. I know last year's was in May. Yeah. Um, this year's in January, but it's going to be fantastical. I wish you were coming. Anyway, I'll miss you. Um. Ooh, Patrick's retiring, so he's going to be there. Oh my gosh, Patrick! I don't ooh. even know. Oh, if I my could meet God. you at a conference, I just would be beside that myself. Would be amazing. We oh my owe God, you a steak dinner, brother. So, anyway, good. anyway, yeah. Anyway, also, you know what? If you're in the mood for buying tickets to events, if you're yes. in the mood for buying, if you want to go to an event, our event is happening in June, this June, Washington, D.C. We are so excited. It's going to be amazing. Go to ShePodcastLive.com. Buy your tickets right now because prices are going to start moving. This is still the early bird price time. And we're going to make a big announcement at the end of January and then prices are going to go up more. So go get your ticket now. Yes. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for chilling with us. Thank you for hanging out. If you want to find us on social, we are everywhere. All the places at She Podcast. You can also go to ShePodcast.com to get all the links from today's notes, as well as anything else you might want from our website that I can't think of right now. Because I lost my train of thought completely. Now I don't know what I was saying at all. Okay. Thank you guys so much for being with us. We love you. Mean it. Bye. It's going to be back. Yay. Bye. Bye.